Iowa everywhere. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Chris Williams. Chris. Chris Hassel. Two guys named Chris. Presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed. Seedsmanship at work. Second primetime show in a week. Welcome to Two Guys Named Chris. Here on Iowa Everywhere, my name is Chris Williams. I am joined, as always, by a jet-lagged Chris Hassel. So what time did your flight leave Las Vegas locally, and then what time did you land locally? This is fascinating to me. Okay, so uh, watched the game in Vegas, went to the airport right after the game. Flight left at about midnight West Coast time. Okay? Fly through Atlanta. Land in Atlanta at 8 Eastern. And then go take the connection back home. I'm back at my house at 10 a.m. Without having gone to sleep for a single minute on the plane. I cannot sleep on planes even when I'm super tired. So I was up until I drove home. I got home at you know 10.30 this morning, slept for about four hours this afternoon. And I'm also sick, uh, picked up some kind of sickness out there, um, out in the rain, the cold, the wind. But I do have this sweet new Iowa golf hat. Thanks to my cousin Mara and her parents, Ben and Jenny. Saw her That's, on the, cool. uh, it is, Swingin' Herky. Very nice. Pretty pretty sweet. Sent me a uh, <clears throat> towel as well. It's upside down. Now, is, is Mara, is she Ooh. the one that puked up all that steak in the back of your dad's car? No. That is uh, my dad's wife's daughter. <laughs> Mara's my cousin, but they do live within like a mile of one another. Mara is a freshman golfer for for Iowa. Yeah, you can't ever give me shit for sickness running through my house. You're sick all the time. I, it's been brutal the, since the start of football season. I got sick three or four times during football season, and now this. And it, it seems to happen every time I travel out west. I don't know what it is. I'm allergic to those west coasters. Um, uh, we'll but, get into all this Super Bowl stuff. I want to thank our friends at Fairway <clears throat> Meat and Grocery. Van Winks brought over a rack of ribs from Fairway to watch the big game yesterday. Did. And I yeah, uh, good. smoked some filet mignon tonight. Van Wink, you sound sick too. Oh, yeah, I got I had a hell of a I got to tell you all about this jackass during the game. <laughs> I will tell you about trap. that. After I thank our friends from Channel Seed, we're in the Channel Seed studios, of course. Um, so, first time I've ever really experienced this where 
oftentimes people come over to my house for the Super Bowl because I've got this giant projection TV in the man cave, right? Like, and it's a lot of people like to come and watch the game there, and it's fine. I like entertaining. It's cool. See, look, I got my Brock Purdy jersey on right there if you're watching on the stream. With yeah, li lifelong 49ers fan Chris Williams right there. <laughs> I will probably never wear that shirt again, but... Uh, Is that a jersey? No, it's a it's a jersey. I, That's I a legit I shirt. Super Bowl jersey. So I got the one with the patch. What do you mean? I, I've never seen them wear that jersey. It's a they, it's they, black with 49ers on the top. they were selling. Like, yeah, um, it was weird. The Fanatics I, didn't have their, like... Yeah, they wore white, but they Fanatics was not selling the white on their website. They were selling some weird... Well, they had the red one, and then they had this black one with gold trim and red letters. It was very weird, but kind of cool, when, actually. When I covered this matchup four years ago, we did a social media deal where I was wearing a Jimmy Garoppolo jersey that the company just bought me and it was Jimmy Garoppolo it had that Super Bowl patch on it mm -hmm. but it was only going to run if the 49ers won and they lost so it never ran and I just gave uh, Amanda Guerra wanted to be a 49ers Jimmy Garoppolo fan so I gifted her the jersey and she re-gifted the jersey oh, a year wow. later. Regifter, huh? Yeah. That's like uh Cardinal Sin. You don't regift. <clears throat> anyway, no. so this was a really unique experience. I'm guessing people all over the state of Iowa had this issue yesterday where I had Chiefs fans and then I had like these mm. Purdy fans. And then you have Van Winkle, this like rabid 49ers, like a real 49ers fan. He's not a 49ers fan because of Purdy, like it's his actual team. Well, like Van Winkle was a total dick throughout <laughs> the entire game. Like, so it's it's a cordial, you know, very chill group. That's not a bunch chill. of rabid fans. It's just people hanging out. Mm -hmm. And the Chiefs fans who were in attendance, and granted, they're a little more seasoned with their winning ways. Good point. You know, like something happens. All right. Yeah. Good play. Good play. Hey, give me another beer. All right. Mm -hmm. 49ers run for six yards. Yeah. Yeah. McCaffrey, best running back in football. Bang, bang, Niner gang, baby. Yeah, I, I, I was blasting this. 49ers score a touchdown. Yeah! Suck it, Chief fans! You all suck! We're the best team in football! <laughs> he's playing songs. Like, he stands up, like, every first down. He's just losing his mind. He made his baby cry, like, four times. He was a total disrespectful dick to the Chiefs. Had you fans. ever I, watched I, a 49ers game with Van Wink? Yeah, at, at U.S. Bank Stadium. Yeah. Yeah, but that's at the stadium. That's different. No. I mean, on TV. Mm -hmm. Like, a big no. 49ers game. No. So no, you didn't I, know that he was I, one of those fans. I very rarely watch games with other people. So that's how Be, my dad is. My dad is crazy. Of like what my Chris dad. Is talking about. I remember watching games with like it, 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 my dad, my grandpa, and my uncle, and they would get so pissed at how crazy my dad would get during the game. He would scare the hell out of my grandpa. And I that's kind of how I was originally um, as a fan, like watching Bears games back in the day. Mm -hmm. I don't get like that anymore, but I remember. I have to be standing up yeah. and like like I'm coaching. It's kind of how I, he is a lot yeah. of the time. You like, saw me, Williams. I, I remember when I was a kid, kids cry. he flipped. Iowa lost a game and he flipped over the couch. <laughs> it, was, it was really. Um, Don was after me in the comments today. Good thing. Good thing was. 
that the Chiefs fans who were there were again they're more seasoned. They you could tell they've been there. <laughs> One of those deals, and they're kind of rolling their eyes a little I bit, hate you. and like nobody really got upset with them. And then the second half happens, and Van Winkle's over there just like a ghost. He's not saying a goddamn thing to anybody. <laughs> He's just like, oh, I knew this would happen. Knew it all week. I told you guys all week I thought we were going to lose. I did. I had a you bad feeling me. about this one. You remember I said that? I didn't feel good about it. That sounds like a much better viewing experience than I had. Okay. Tell us what happened. It was awful. Uh, so I did not go to the game. A bunch of us stayed. We were done. I, di- I, didn't, do po- I didn't do post game, so I was clear. I was just going to watch the game with some people that I worked with at kind of across from where our set is, across from the Bellagio, at this restaurant. And they wheeled out a bunch of TVs, and we're outside. They've got heaters out there, and, and we're watching the game. And there's a bunch of other people sitting at all these tables watching the games as well. But they're streaming it. Like This isn't, this wasn't, they didn't have cable. This was, they were streaming the game. So if you looked on your phone, you sign into you know the the game cast. We're two plays behind. Mm, that sucks. And these bastards at a mm. table next to us. Oh no! Were those people? They followed the game cast, and they would ruin every single big play. I hate this bastard. <laughs> they would. They'd be like, oh, yeah, don't worry. It'd be like third down and 12. Don't worry, you got it, man. They were wearing McCaffrey jerseys. We got it, man. We got it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Two plays later, they, they get a fourth and five conversion. And this is going on for the whole game, right? And, and find, like no one else at that table is like doing anything. We can't believe it. And I'm sitting there with one of our producers who's like the nicest guy in the world never has a bad thing to say about anybody, never gets into any kind of altercation, never so much as criticizes somebody. He's like, looks up at him, he's like, hey, come on, man. We're trying to watch the game here. Don't you understand that? And I, and we start yelling at him. Like, what are you doing? They're so blitzed, so drunk. Sounds they like can't even comprehend fans. it. But the, the, the thing is, they were wearing these 49ers jerseys they weren't watching the game. They had it up on their game cast. They really did not care. I think they were fake fans, and they thought it would be really cool if they gave away how every play was going to end up. So at the end of the game, I couldn't take it anymore. I, I had to leave. Right, right. Oh, I thought you were going to say you went old school hassle and like kicked their ass or something. No, no. God, no. That was never gonna. That's not gonna happen. I I had to leave. I just went and went back into my hotel room and watched on TV. I, could, I couldn't take it. That sounds because like they, a much better experience, anyways. They were going to those guys. These two guys were going to ruin it for everybody, and I knew it was coming. So screw it. So I went back to the hotel room and watched it there. Jeez. Did you guys see uh, Tommy Pham was at the Super Bowl? And he was sitting like behind the end zone and he left at halftime to go watch at home. 
Wait, say that again. Tommy Pham, MLB baseball player. Yeah. Was at the was at the Super Bowl. He had great seats. He left at halftime and went to watch the rest of the game at home. Really? Well, I, I tell you, I, I was that I did that last year. Uh, we were in the uh, auxiliary seating. This is when it was in Arizona. And the view was so bad. The seating arrangement was so bad. Like the chairs were, I mean, you were on top of everybody. You had no room. There was no, not, not, I'm not talking just like arm room, ass room. There's no leg room. And so we left at halftime. We watched the first part of the halftime show, left and went back and watched the game from uh, one of our sets. It was it, that bad. There really is a, there's something to that though, about how much more. You can pick up. I heard Dan Patrick was talking about this on his show today because one of his callers asked, when did you guys get home? Because they had to go back to the East Coast and they left on Saturday. And Patrick was explaining how much more you get out of the game from your couch compared to being there. I And I would think, too, it's like I've never covered a Super Bowl, but there's got to be so much media that they just only like 5% of the media gets a decent seat where they can sit down and work. I would Mm -hmm. think like they're just the regular, right? Like, I mean, that would be my guess. I've covered enough sweet 16s and um, stuff like that, where it's like, if you're not a regular that covers the team every game, like they put your ass in the skybox and you can't see shit from there. Like that happened to me one time at, at the United center. And I literally sat in the back and covered the game from my TV screen. Or from my computer screen. It was I've been better. standing room only at the United Center for uh, oh. a Bulls-Knicks game back in like 97. Uh, Jordan and Rodman and Pippen. And you you really... it's just, I mean, it was awesome to be there. It was yeah. great. But yeah. you can't see much. You're so far away. You're so high up. That's what they did to us at the Big 12 tournament last year, too. We were up like... Uh, whatever. People don't care. Um, point being, I could see why... It wouldn't even be worth staying there, media. Unless you need to be in the locker room and stuff after the game, mm-hmm. I would just go home. I, I would you, just watch it from TV. What did you guys think of the halftime show? Um, It was fine. I thought it was a smidge douchey when he came out in the skates and stuff a little bit. Yeah, weird. But then I was like, I asked Matt and my buddy Hutch, it was like, if I if I call it douchey, will I get like canceled or something like it got it got better when he brought everyone else out. Right. Yeah. Well, what was the song that he led off with? We were all trying to figure that out. We could not figure out what song that was that he led off with because we were all trying to guess what's it going to be. It's got to be something big, right? I I did not recognize that song. Really liked it when he took his shirt off, though. I'm sure you did. That guy was sweating, sweating like Patrick Ewing yeah. at the free throw line, as Andy Fails likes to say. Jeez, man. Yeah, like I don't know. I really like Usher. That wasn't one of my favorite halftime shows. I I'll put it that way. It was I, good. I it was fine. I knew all the songs. Usher. Yeah, it, just, it, was, it was okay. I was surprised how many songs I I did know. Because I can only yeah. think of a few off the top of my head. There's there's like ten that I know. But he did, has this guy has he been has he had a hit song in fifteen years? I don't. That's what think I didn't really so. understand about it. Well, he's got a new album coming out. But, my wife said she liked it. You know why, though? It's because we're the old people now. My wife's older than me. They're catering to us. You remember when we were kids, it would be like, oh, it's Van Halen. <laughs> you know, like, oh, Leonard Skinnerd. Now we are the old people. 
I don't know. I don't. I, I felt like I loved my favorite one that I saw, and I saw it in person. Was Eminem, Fifty that was Cent, Doctor Dre. That was good. But I tell I you thought, that, uh, um, that Alicia Keys is a beautiful woman. Did you see? I mean, he was all over her. Yeah, he was all up in her thing. Jeez, just well, Usher sweating single, all over. But Alicia's married to Swizz Beats. So get off. And I wouldn't mess with Swiss Beats. Man, you watch some of the, you read about some of those old Rough Rider documentaries and stuff. Woo! Rough Rider. Oh, that guy. Who was the guy who looked like uh, somebody on somebody on Twitter goes, is that CeeLo Green on Ozempic? Who, oh my I thought that, that, that wasn't CeeLo Green? No, and everybody that I, I was with was, thought it was CeeLo oh, Green too. I thought it was CeeLo the whole time. It, it's not. No. I'll be damned. <laughs> Just bizarre. Weird. Weird. But- Other thing, too, uh, this speak to our generation. When Lil John goes out there and starts going, yeah, I, I said to the other Matt Urban, Matty Urban, shout out to him, Chiefs fan, who was utterly offended by Van Winkle's behavior during the game. <laughs> um, <laughs> that guy. Oh, Wait a second. He does look just like CeeLo Green. Wait, there's uh, people in the comments are saying that's Jermaine Dupree? That was Jermaine that's Dupree? That's what Jermaine Dupree looks like now? He was like an iconic rapper in the what? 90s. What? I'll be that damned. That can't be Jermaine Dupree. <laughs> so, back to Lil John. There's an entire generation that only knows him because of the Dave Chappelle skit. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing we know about him. So good. I mean, that's the that was twenty years. I mean, it was like freshman year of college for me. Jermaine Dupree. That, that um, that's blowing my mind. Yeah, that was him. I'll be damned. Wait, pull up a picture of Jermaine Dupree from twenty years ago. Weird. What 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 an odd outfit. This is why you got to watch the show on YouTube. Facebook or Twitter. Okay. Or Instagram. Oh, yeah. So he's actually put on a little weight. Yes. All right. Anyways. <clears throat> uh, let's talk a little bit about the game. Just um, really wild. The 49ers players saying they didn't know the overtime rules after the game. doesn't matter to me. Where's that? That, why does it, it, well, why does that matter? It should, it should matter to you. What do you why mean, would why it? Why matter? does it matter if the players know the overtime rules? If the coach one knows team the rules, vastly more prepared than the other for the biggest but, game of their lives. Okay, so you get the ball. Don't be a homer for touchdown. once in your life, Matt. You can criticize your team; it's fine. Well, I don't think that was that big of a deal. I think some of the decision making. You don't think Kyle it was Shannon a big was, deal for them to take the ball the way that they did? Well, they just I, come. They were. They had just come off defense. They needed to give those guys a rest. That was my thinking at the time. Well, I did kind of. Normally, good. There's some really good reporting on it about mm-hmm. how the Chiefs players were like specifically prepared for overtime and ready for that. And then, then the other, I think you like, have oh. to be. Every player needs to be prepared and ready and know exactly what's going on. I'm sure Just there were a lot sure. of players who thought that if the 49ers scored a touchdown on that opening drive, the game was over. I bet you more than half the people watching that game thought the game would be over if the Niners scored we a were touchdown on the opening it. drive. In in our little group, we're like, well, what happens if the clock runs out? Like, oh, you know, well, we're I, like, I mean, I guess coin toss I, it again. Like, 
We we didn't know the how that because it never happens. Like you know, and all this happened because of the Chiefs Bills, right? The one that the Chiefs went yeah. and scored a touchdown first, and yep, the game was over, and we we're like, well, the Bills didn't even get a chance, and that wasn't that long ago. What three years ago? So, no, I get what you're saying. The player, it, it did surprise me that guys like Kyle Uzcheck and uh, like Eric Armstead, two of the smartest guys on the 49ers, like Harvard players, did not know the rules. Well, that, that's that's where I'm going with my triple B with right. Kelderman. Bigger, better, bolder. Hit it. Bigger, better, bolder. Powered by Kelderman Manufacturing. I'm going with Andy Reid because uh, Chiefs players talked about it. They they were reminded of these overtime rules each and every day. They they were more prepared. They had a better feel for what they wanted to do. But not just that. Okay, that's not why I'm giving it to Andy Reid. I'm giving it to him because I mean, for fans who are old enough, not just these younger Chiefs fans that only know him as the Kansas City head coach. This was the guy who couldn't win the big one couldn't get over the hump couldn't get it done when he was with the Eagles I mean how many times did they go to the NFC championship game five times I think he Mm -hmm. took the Eagles to the NFC championship game only got to the Super Bowl once and lost it they were thinking the guy really really good coach but not a great coach now he's probably in this modern generation from uh, post Don Shula on the last 30 years. He's probably second to only Bill Belichick at this point. And if he wants to keep coaching, he's got Patrick Mahomes at the age of 28. I think there's a chance that he could chase down Bill Belichick for the best coach of all time. Oh, I think that's a really good possibility. Yeah. Especially now with the way the league's built. It's so offensive heavy and they'll get better on offense. They weren't great this year, the Chiefs. That's the thing. Means. They were they like, were the, bad for a stretch. They'll they will improve next year offensively. Bill Cower did an interview with Andy Reid before the game and said that he's had doesn't have that want to retire anytime soon. So I, I hope that's the case. I, I want him to keep coaching. Another thing that I, I like about him is that he's just he, there's nothing to hate about him. Like he's just he's so likable. Talks about cheeseburgers. I mean, even the whole thing with with Travis Kelsey he, when Kelsey almost bowled him over. Like he said all the right things after the game. He's just he's really likable. Like the, the Chiefs. I mean, they've got some. Like Kelsey can be hateable. Like I, I I can understand if you if you don't like Travis Kelsey because he is very boisterous. They have won three titles in the last five years. But Andy Reid's just a, a good guy who you just don't hear anything bad about. Mahomes is that way for me. I just I, – I told John Miller on our show earlier last week that my probably my two favorite players in football are Mahomes and Purdy. <laughs> and they were going ahead. I just – I love Mahomes. It goes back to his freshman year at Texas Tech. It's like the guy's mm. always been classy. He – He's got that swagger to him, and it's like now you watch him, specifically in these playoffs, and he's starting to pick up the tendencies of like Brady and Manning where it's just, you know, the pre-snap stuff he's gotten so good. But the difference is he's so much better than them physically. Yeah. 
And it's it's terrifying how good he could be when he's 32. Right. He's already so he's, he's right on pace with Tom Brady. Tom Brady at the age of 28 won his third Super Bowl. But Patrick Mahomes has more MVPs than Brady had at the time. And as you said, I, he has more tools. And if he the one tool that Brady had that was better than anybody else is a Manning was kind of the same way was was the mind. And not that Mahomes doesn't have it. But the longer he plays, the more yeah. he's in it, the better he will get at that. And I just, I think we saw it in the playoffs this year. It's like they were meticulous. They were, especially in like that Ravens game. It's like, I know they didn't score in the second half, but he, they weren't, I don't even know if they were trying to. They were trying to run the thing out. And like he's just gotten to be this really, really smart football player on top of the massive arm and a guy who can run. Jesus, are you okay? He's <laughs> snot all over the place. My God. I'm sick. My lips are all chapped. I mean, I'm out there in the cold and the wind and the rain all week. <laughs> I'm I'm staying at this, you know, this hotel casino that you can still smoke inside. Everybody's smoking. You walk in there and you just get blasted by it. My eyes were burning. You go downstairs for a coffee first thing in the morning and you got you see people that are drunk smoking cigarettes. It's just different. It wears on you. Hey, I saw one of hey, your uh, re- I saw one of your reporters got slimed with the Nickelodeon sign. Oh, how come you, you, have how that come you didn't get slimed? I'll pull yeah, it up. Pull pull up that video, the full length video that is that shows him falling down. Uh, so that's Will Brinson, who's wild. So he's he's the host of the Pick Six podcast, our NFL podcast at uh, CBS Sports, and uh, so he. Part of our, you know, Nickelodeon. Do I have my ear thing in all wrong today? Yeah, I don't Jesus. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Nickelodeon thing was awesome, by the way. We had it on our second TV. It was cool. So, so he gets slimed because he was giving picks all season. He would pick five, six games a week all season long for us, and he he finished under five hundred. So this was his. Is there audio? Watch, watch what happens here. It's so slippery, he couldn't stay up. He almost hit his head on the side of the desk. <laughs> he could have died. Well, geez, you don't have to be that morbid. What are you wearing? If you there? hit your head wrongly on the wrongly? side of that desk, he could die. Yes, I know. I'm I'm aware. I'm wearing the uh the Nickelodeon slime time necklace. Oh man. Hey, how about uh SpongeBob and Patrick calling out uh the game yesterday for looking like an Iowa offense? Man, I mean, the they weren't are... wrong. That first half was that first three quarters really was not a good game. The Hawks are catching all sorts of strays the last week. The that like I had to look to make sure it was real, and it was the GOP like Judicial Committee. Yeah, because it's got one of those government tags next to it on Twitter, making fun of Petrus and the Iowa offense. Van Winks called it. A stray, but is it really a stray? I mean, I feel like they they deserve it. They ask for it. They welcome it. So, hey, SpongeBob and Patrick, have you guys ever heard of a place you're going to get us kicked off? Iowa. Iowa. It sounds exotic. Well, in Iowa, they like to say punting is winning. Wow. And right now, punting is very much winning. It's a rough start. Well, Tim Lester, man, to the rescue. Thank God you got Tim Lester coming in. Oh, you're already making fun of him. 
No, I'm saying it's going to, you got the RPO, it's coming. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. All right, we got to get into uh, what get happened into the, with the Iowa women, don't we? Well, let's get into the kitchen refresh real quick. I want to thank my friends because I, I didn't do this last week because we had such a quick show. Jeez. Maddie Van Wink saw my kitchen refresh yesterday. Matt, did you love it? It's it's really nice. It's it, I didn't even recognize your kitchen. It's like a whole my, new kitchen. My kitchen looks the exact same. Fraction of the price is if you need new cabinets. You don't want to do that. I can promise you. The uh, God, we're just getting blown up in the in the comments section. Twazzle says we're the CNN of sports. What does that even mean? Back to our friends at Kitchen Refresh. Remember when You're CNN be- used to have sports? Yeah, CNN, CNN headline sports. The uh, tax refunds are coming up, and I always encourage people to use them on your kitchen. Use it for kitchen refresh. With our it's so ironic that you talk about kitchen, these tax refund uh, refunds. Kitchenrefreshiowa.com. Yeah, when you know damn well we're going to be paying a lot of money in taxes and not getting any. Yep, I might the have to take out another line. mortgage on my house with the taxes we'll have to pay. Why don't you just plan better? What and have a kid like you guys? I know you guys just no plan kids for so your you taxes. Save on your taxes. You keep like a keep like a account just for your tax savings. Oh, we try, brother. We try. It's hard. I I, I understand completely. Uh, I didn't get to do. I'm sorry. My we didn't get to do our bigger, better boulders from. from Jesus, what a mess! We knew this was going to be a tough show. We're all struggling tonight. Yeah, we are. It's been rough days for all of us. Uh, Maddie Van Winks, I'll let you go. A buddy of ours, we wanted to give a shout out to. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, good buddy named Brad G. He's the uh, vice president of communications for the Chiefs. Uh, it was it was bittersweet for me to watch him win his third Super Bowl. Man, he. Uh, Good dude. Uh, he lost his dad this year, and I know he was thinking about him during the game, and uh, got man got to hold that Lombardi Trophy for the third time. Awesome. So shout out to Brad, and well, he he's, has an, the, he's an Iowa State alum as well. WWE belt too. What's that? Yeah, did they yeah. give out a title belt too? Are they what is the NFL like the Big Twelve now? <laughs> Giving out WWE belts. There? Brad's a good dude. Yeah, he I is. got to meet him at the uh, Iowa State Texas football game this That's year. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 I remember that. Uh, I'm going to give stuff. mine, I'm going to pull a Van Winkle here, and I'm going to give it to Brock what? Purdy, and and here's why. Wait, you're giving it to Brock Purdy? I am. He just, I thought he handled himself really well this week. He got asked a lot of hard questions, right? Everybody's doubting him. I He he conducted, him, he, he conducted himself like a true pro. He looked like he belonged. He wasn't great last night, but I also don't think that Really, anybody can walk away being like, he's the reason they lost the game. Yeah. When you missed that PAT, you you know, you had the punt fumble. I know that Brock will be criticized, and that's what happens when you get to that level. He's not Patrick Mahomes. Nobody thought he was Patrick Mahomes. But I I think that I think he represented himself and everything pretty well this week. And to really, if you consider and be Mr. Irrelevant, irrelevant 
And he may have been a blown out elbow away from being in the Super Bowl two times in hmm. his first two yeah. years. Good point. I, I'm going to give it to Brock for for that reason. All right. So where does that? I mean, geez. Okay. So that leaves us now going to the kitchen refresh. No, this is already, just like one sponsor hop to another. We already thanked our friends at Kit. We're not doing the actual oh, refresh. Okay. I just wanted okay. to give them a give them a shout out. Do you have any other sponsors you want to do anything with? No, no. I think no. we're good. I think we're I think we're set. Uh, here's what I got for hoops right now. Iowa State enters the top ten. You've got Iowa's big comeback against Minnesota and the Iowa women's collapse on the road at Nebraska. I'll let you go where you want to go. Okay, uh, let's let's start with the Iowa men first because uh, it's not going to be a long conversation, I don't think. But Keith Murphy really screwed me over. Okay, okay. I had Iowa minus seven and a half in that game. I was working, didn't get to watch a lot of it. I, most of the game I saw is when they were getting their ass kicked, and then they make this great comeback, reminiscent of what we saw last year in that crazy game where Fran stared down the official and I turn the game off when I know they're going to win but I don't know how much they're going to win by Keith Murphy tweets it's a final from Iowa City Hawkeyes come from 17 down in the second half to win 91-82 and so I'm like what they covered that's great and then oh Keith posts a retraction. Oh, sorry, the box score was wrong. It was actually 90 to 85. <laughs> That's the second time in a few weeks that Keith has really screwed with my mind. Keith's, you know, he's always wanting to be first. Well, and we go back to the streaming thing. So I'm watching a couple weeks ago, Kansas, Iowa State, and the line was four and a half. Oh, God. Yeah, that okay. was a bad beat. <laughs> Kansas misses a shot. Iowa State gets the rebound. It's a seven-point lead. They're going to the line for a one-and-one one with like four seconds left. And I tweet to our little group thread, oh, and they covered two. Great. And Keith goes, "Uh, no, they didn't. And I'm watching the game. I'm still... the. Whoever was shooting free throws was still at the line. I see a miss, and then I know exactly what's coming because he ruined it for me. That's two times. He owes me money. And he forced me to record a sound off intro. I saw that. Yeah. Is he paying you for these all these sound off bits you're still giving? No. I don't know. I'm not I'm paying I'm paying him, basically. Because he's taking money out of my pocket. Time is money. Hey, it's Chris Hassel with the Super Bowl in Vegas. Why does it seem like I'm pissed? Because I cut my teeth for years in Des Moines covering state wrestling and disc golf to get to a spot like this. I get the call to cover the big game, and then I get a text. Hey, it's Keith Murphy. Can you uh, take time out of your busy day to record a sound off open for me? Absolute bull****. Get out of here. <laughs> I recorded that in front of like my coworkers, and they're like, "Who? What was that? Are you okay? Are you mad at someone?" <laughs> but great comeback by Iowa. They had they needed that. I mean, you, you can't, it. that was God, gonna if be, they would have lost that by twenty. Oh, 
it, that would have been back to back losses where you were favored. They were they were a slight favorite over Penn State, but that was kind of ugly at the end. And then Minnesota came in and was slapping them all around. So that who would have thought that the Iowa men make this seventeen point comeback with twelve minutes to play and win the game, and the Iowa women just completely fall apart at Nebraska. I, 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 I could not believe what I was watching. Yeah, and I was I had listened to a lot of that game. I was driving back from from Minneapolis. I did get to see the last five minutes or so. I I liked your tweet about it, Chris, and we've talked about this a little more. It's just like, man, Iowa keeps going into these full arenas, and it's like um, they're getting everybody's best shot. But it was the way they lost the game. I think that was the surprise. It wasn't. It wasn't like Nebraska was in this thing early. It was that Iowa kind of took its foot off the gas. And I, I, I guess you just hope, I mean, it really doesn't mean anything. You just hope that it's a good learning experience for them and it makes them a better team in March. We'll yeah, because what what's, what's the end game here? Caitlin's going to get the record. Yeah, yeah They're exactly. going to be a high seed in the NCAA tournament. This is get back to the Final Four, maybe win a national championship. That's probably not going to cost them a seed line or anything. It might cost them a Big Ten championship in the regular season. Ohio State's playing great. Got a win over Iowa. I think they're up to number two in the country now, right? Mm-hmm. But a lot of Iowa fans were really upset with Lisa Bluter for being open about, and I was surprised she she did that. Most coaches wouldn't. Most coaches would not be so open about saying, I want Caitlin to get the record in Iowa City. Most coaches would have said, well, we're not even thinking about that. Uh, she's going to need to score as many points as as we need her to in this game, and and we'll deal with that when it comes. But she was open that she wanted to keep it. So that kind of, uh, what's the word? kind of opened her up for criticism once we saw what happened in that fourth quarter transpire. And it w- Iowa had 20 possessions in the fourth quarter. Caitlin was 0 for 6, but she only took three shots in the first 15 possessions, and Nebraska made it all the way back. How much blame goes to Lisa Bluter? I mean... She should be blamed. I also think that this is, I don't know, maybe I'm being too soft here, but I one, I appreciate her transparency. I don't necessarily know if I agree with it, but I appreciate it. I think it's really cool, and I wish more coaches were like that. Two, of course she deserves some blame, but three, it's like this is a weird, there's really no playbook to be, coaching a player who's trying to set the all-time record and you know this hostile crowd everybody wants to beat you uh let's give lisa bluter a little bit of grace for the great right like she yeah she doesn't screw up very often and i'm not going to lose my sleep over this loss if i'm an iowa fan i guess is the way i will put it this will not happen again in that in that fashion i don't believe i was watching that fourth quarter with some skepticism like okay what what is going to happen here is the am I going to be able to tell that Caitlin Clark's going to try to dish it to other players or they're trying to open up a 15 point lead 20 point lead so they can take her out honestly watching it possession by possession I didn't think there was a time where oh well Caitlin should have taken that shot and she didn't I don't I don't buy that 
And and it wasn't like she was only three or four points away. She was still eight points away. I Well, I promise you this. If you were an Iowa fan who was upset, when do they play next? What night is it? Thursday. Thursday. Thursday you will forget about it. You will move on. You want my conspiracy theory? This game's on Peacock. I think Peacock wanted her to have the record still. You think more, NBC? More subs. More subs, baby. NBC slipped Iowa a little bit of juice to... <laughs> You know, take instead the, of take on, the eyes on off the ball national TV on Fox. Yeah, I thought that uh, Brian points this out watching on on YouTube that the Bluter being upset in the media room was interesting. Did you hear that? Yeah. Well, I didn't hear it. I read about it. I I was reading all the. I I saw that video today. It's what too bad you, that was... it was picked up on a mic because you could hear it. She was very upset about. Well, look, they just blew. A she's game gonna be that pissed. they had in the bag. She's upset. And apparently, according to some of the people who cover these games on a regular basis, the is it the road team goes first or the losing team goes road first? Road team it, always goes first. Road team always goes first. Okay. Well, so they at least that's to how get it is in there. the Big 12. I don't know. The Big 10 might be different, but that's what I'm used to. So Iowa was, I guess, supposed to go first, and they were having to wait for Nebraska. I think Van Wink has the audio here, and you can hear Bluter uh, off microphone. I have a lot of special moments with my dad. We got a flight to catch. You know, I won several states. This is bullshit. This is not Big Ten protocol. So that's the other thing. You hear her say they play music while you shoot free throws. So she was maybe upset with uh, the way the PA system was working as well. Clearly, she's not in a good headspace at that at that moment. And then she's just trying to go in there, do the post game, and get the heck out of there. It's look, kind of stuff happens. And I think I think this is also showing what a drain this has been. Like you listen to to stories about when players are chasing down mm-hmm. major records, yeah. hit streaks, home run streaks, it can really wear on you. Did you see the piece? I am I want to give proper credit, but I don't remember who, who said this, if it was David Eicholt or someone else, that the insane amount of requests for Caitlin Clark that they had to turn down just over the last few days, and one outlet requested a three-hour interview with her. Three hours. This isn't an off-season interview. This is you're right in the heat of the season, mm-hmm. where you're chasing down, you know, a Big Ten championship, a potential one seed. That has got to take a toll, especially too, and. I was very lucky to get 30 minutes with Coach last week, so I, I appreciate Iowa for accommodating that. Um, so I kind of compared it to the Bulls back in the day, and it's not perfect, but you watch like the last dance and you watch the Dream Team stuff and about how the Bulls, every city they went to, the arena was completely full. People were hounding them constantly, hanging out at the hotels. And it's a little bit like the Iowa women right now. And But the difference is the Bulls are all professionals, right? Like these mm-hmm. are still 
some of the women on this team are a year out of high school. It's a hard situation. So that's, that's where it's like, I don't know, this isn't very good opinion talk, but it's like, man, like cut them a little bit of slack for being stressed sure. the hell out. I do at least. I, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's men or women's game. Like that, I, I, I compare it a little bit to Kansas. They're on Big Monday right now. It's like they're on Big Monday every week, right? They're they're used to taking everybody's best shot. But you don't have Yeah, when when Iowa State plays Kansas, kids are camping out to get a good seat. They're not stocking you at shoot around. Right. Right. Like and that's I mean that's from what I've heard, there's a lot of that going on with Iowa. Like Caitlin oh, is yeah. such a lightning rod that people just want a piece of her and it, it's got to be taking some sort of a toll. I just I, I I wonder what the day to day life for this team and Caitlin Clark specifically is like. I mean, I'm not talking game nights. Just any day of the week has to be. Can she like insane. How did, Does she just walk around and go to class? I, would, I can't I imagine that she goes to class. That would I, be really I, hard. I, I, I have think. I, and if she did, don't you think there'd be a lot of videos and pictures? And I I don't see how someone that famous, that popular could walk into just a regular class with people her same She's age. one of the most famous athletes in the world. She is. That's what's different about this compared to, like, the Bulls thing. Like, they didn't have to just, you know, the Bulls didn't have to go to mm-hmm. history class. Like, it's <laughs> it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But you said, that was a good point you made. The loss itself, I don't think, is that big of a deal. No, it doesn't matter. It's not like they were chasing a perfect season or something like that. I think you just have to make sure that loss doesn't come back to, to beat you again or chip away at your confidence because, I mean, the same kind of thing happened against Ohio State, right? On the yeah. road, great atmosphere. It seemed like you had it and it slipped away, which is something that could get in your head when you're in that position down the road. All right, so I was wrong. I thought that TCU was a trap game. For Iowa State, I think that I had good analysis going into it. TCU coming off of a bye. Jamie Dixon's a really good coach. Iowa State with two physical, emotional-type games in the state of Texas the week before. It screamed letdown. And the arena was you, you, not... You gave them bulletin board material. Yeah, well, the arena wasn't that... I wasn't there, but I heard it was it was a pretty subdue Hilton for a Saturday afternoon. Compared to what, though? Well, a game against Houston? A game against Kansas? Yes. Then that was my fear. This is why I said this has got a letdown type feel to it. But it's still... I mean, and I was only watching it on TV. But I watch college games on TV. It was still sold out. You kind of know. You get the feel. You you can tell what the atmosphere is like. It was still a great atmosphere. Okay. Let me make my point. I was about to eat crow and say I was dead (laughs) wrong. It was not a trap game. But I still think it was a really good win in the sense, Chris, that they there was no doubt. You know, I know TCU made it kind of interesting midway through the second half there, but there was no doubt. See, that's where I was impressed with the crowd. Because you say they made it kind of interesting. Like, they never got within, what, eight points? It was eight or seven, I think, and there was, was the closest they got. Yeah, urgency in that building. It, it seemed like they were only up a possession 
when in fact they were up three possessions. Well, they did the same against Kansas State. Like that crowd wasn't that great, and then Kansas State comes storming back, and then the crowd wokes up. Iowa State fans are really smart like that. So yes, give them credit. I just to me about the team, the fact that they came out so well with all of those circumstances, and really just dominated uh, a good team. TCU is a really good team. They dominated them. I like the fact that that was one of my favorite wins of the year for them. Walk me off the ledge. It, they're nine in Ken Palm, nine in net, um, looking like a three seed at worst right now if the season would end. Obviously, a lot of games to play. But this is the type of team that could make a run to the Final Four. Oh. Like, I, I, we've seen enough from Iowa State now, right? Like, look at the teams they've beaten. They are, they're just, they're consistent. They've been blown out against B- BYU, uh, which well, that's just a weird place to play in general. I give them a little bit of a pass on that one. I, and I'm not predicting a Final Four. There's a difference here. But the way I'm they are like, playing right now, yes. Yeah. Like they've got inside guys, they've got outside guys, multiple ball handlers. They're shooting better now. They got a guy like Momchilovich that gets better every time out. I love how Gilbert's playing now. He's like, a, they have, they're legit playing two point guards. And Lipsy's not even playing that well right now, mm. and they're and they're doing this. Like I really love where this team is at, and I think the the really fun thing is th- there's a legitimate chance they could win the Big Twelve regular season. Yeah, and that that still means a lot to me as an Iowa fan, knowing that Iowa hasn't done that in over forty years. I think it was the 79-80 season, the last time they won a Big Ten regular season championship. And this is the best conference in the country, the Big 12. And they're going toe-to-toe with Kansas and Houston. You're beating teams like Kansas and Houston. And that's going to make things really fun down the stretch here if they do have games where you're playing for a Big 12 regular season championship. When's the well, last time they did that? Was that 20-plus years ago with Pfizer and Tinsley? Yeah. I mean, and I was trying to think of when they had a shot. And, like, in the Hoiberg years, it was like, yeah, there were years where, like, this time of year you're thinking maybe. But even the team with the prom team with Naz and Monte, like, that team didn't have a shot. They were greatly underperformed in the regular season. Like, tomorrow night's a huge game. Mm-hmm. If you want to win the if you want to win the Big Twelve at Cincinnati, this is another. It's just Texas. It's Baylor, where it really analytically is a coin flip. But man, if you could steal that one too and have road wins at Texas, TCU, and Cincinnati, like damn, you're Cincinnati right. Cincinnati took Houston right down to the right down yeah. to the wire. Only that's only a lost that's a hard five. game. They're, that'll be a freaking another boxing match, unfortunately. But that's that's kind of what you prepare for. In a lot of these games, but I, I I know it sounds wild, but they're ranked in the top ten now. Like you look across the board, all the bracketologists, I think there's a real chance they're playing in Omaha in the first weekend right now, which would be mad. I mean, there's thirty thousand Iowa State fans there if that's the case. Hmm. A lot out so, there. That's exciting. It's fun when you have all that if for a college basketball season when you're getting these games twice a week. Oh, and it's the best. You, you've got everything out there on the table, and it feels like you have a legitimate chance to make a deep run. 
I know I'm biased, but I genu- I just love Big Twelve basketball, and it's it's not as good now. Like the 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 competition is. It's not the same when it's not the round robin. The round robin was so awesome because these teams and these it coaches. It sucks that they that, don't that, go to Kansas this year. Yeah, like I loved that aspect. They all hated each other so much. And the transfer portal's taken out of it too because guys just leave. You know, they don't play each other for four years in a row like they like they were. But, you know, the I'm really excited for the next three weeks. I think that tomorrow will set the tone. They have put themselves in a position. If they win that game tomorrow, watch out. Because a lot of their home games coming up are ones that they should win. And then they got to go to Houston. I think it's a week from tonight. Now that's going to be brutal. They'll be like a 10 point underdog, but they've got really, they've taken care of the worst part of their schedule, which is what's cool about this. So we'll see. All right. right, Are we going to have a normal show on Thursday for once? I hope I'm recovered by then. I feel like I've got hay fever. Get done with your cold. I've sneezed like seven times on this show. Thank God for the mute button. You got the hoof and mouth. (laughs) <laughs> Matt, are you doing okay? We really didn't check on your feelings. Yeah. Enough. Yeah, I know. It's okay. I'm okay. Did you I'll see be- that the 49ers are still the pick to win it next year in Vegas? They? They're the odds-on favorite. Still that's got great. That going for you. And that's only because it seems easier to get through the NFC than it does the AFC. Like, if, I if think the, the Chiefs, Chiefs were in be- the NFC, they would be the favorites to win it all. The Chiefs will be better next year. I truly mm-hmm. believe that. Mm-hmm. Based on their I, cap and I, I all think that they stuff. will too. And the, the Niners should bring back most of their team. Ayuk's on a contract year. My I mean, only he worry, has one more year, but my only worry with the Niners is just they're just aging. Like a lot of their guys are in their low thirties now. You know, they're just aging. I they feel need, like Matt, you got like two more years a, of this group and they need to build up the offensive line. That's that their, line, that's that's ah, their biggest need in the offseason. In Brock's offensive defense, line. that guy is constantly running for his life. Mm-hmm. He did that at Iowa State too. And now the offensive linemen are fighting on Twitter. So, oh, oh really? Mm-hmm. I didn't think they gave the ball to McCaffrey enough. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. All right, I got to go blow my nose again. Okay, go blow your nose and wipe your ass. Appreciate our friends at Fairway. They had a great commercial on the Super Bowl. Yeah, I heard they were uh, heard they were talking meat box. Yeah, put a meat box commercial up there on the Super Bowl. Why were uh, you guys in the commercial? I, I thought Next about year. that. They should really, really change that up. We appreciate all of you watching and listening on a Monday night. We'll be back at our regular time on Thursday. Iowa everywhere. Thank you.